ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Welcome, everyone. Another episode, ironoverload.io, hardcore episode 42. Our peptide series continues. If you haven't checked out 41, we talked about TB500. Now, 42, we're going to be talking about healing with BPC157, how to use it, dosing, and all that good stuff. All right. So, first off, what is BPC? Stable gastric penta deca peptide. BPC-157. It's a synthetic peptide chain. And uh, peptide being a sequence of amino acids. And it's BCP specifically is composed of 15 amino acids derived from a pro protective protein found in the stomach. BPC, which is short for body protective compound, is already found in human gastric juices in small amounts to heal the gut can be taken supplementally to benefit anywhere in the body. Now, BPC-157, it's a cytoprotective compound. It can help aid the healing process, remodeling, protective effects, and it can protect against oxidative stress in the body as well. So we're, you know, Mobster and I, were really more of a, you know, we were more of a, um, about the taking the peptide in injectable form. Now you're going to find BPC out there in oral form and spray form, all kinds of stuff. We highly recommend not messing around with that. So this podcast, we're going to focus on the injecting of the peptide in the body. Go ahead, Mobster. Jump in for one second here. As Steve said, we discussed this in the pre-show. You guys can find supposedly, and I use that word and emphasize it, especially uh, oral versions, and I tell you what's happening here, guys. In if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's one of those I don't care jobs, and it has to be said this way, Steve. If the company claims to be producing any peptide in oral form, and I've actually looked at the science on this some years ago, Steve, where the idea was that they were going to take individual tiny fractions of these peptides and then wrap them up in a way to essentially slowly dissolve and entered the bloodstream, and even then, there would still be some dissolving going on. I've forgotten the actual name of this process. Basically, the problem was you couldn't get sufficient levels of the peptide into the bloodstream using this. Basically, it's an encapsulation, Steve. I think they wrapped it up. Something is wrapped around it, which dissolves either in the gut or in the bloodstream. Uh, it goes off and does whatever the hell it does because no one cares, but the peptide is left intact. The problem was that the volume of the peptide that your body could absorb in this way was so small that the pill or the amount you'd have to take was huge. So in reality, any company now claiming, and I'm talking about especially over-the-counter type supplement forms, would be something else entirely, something like but not the same. So really, it is injectable or nothing. Nasal spray would be even less because it's going to be absorbed for the mucous membranes, and it would have to, if, if for it to get for the mucous membranes in your nose, Steve and in a volume that would be useful, 
even in the micrograms that BBC comes in, you'd, you'd be spraying that motherfucker for half an hour, Steve. You'd be swallowing that stuff down the back of your throat. It'd be disgusting. So quite literally, I like the fact that these ideas are out there, but the reality of the situation is until they can get it into a volume that's reasonable, you cannot take free for food. And mucous membranes of the nose, nasal passages, or via the stomach, sufficient for your needs without an incredibly high volume of the medication. And even then, there's a potential for your stomach to react and respond in a certain way for you to sneeze half this bloody peptide out of your nose and so on and so forth. So forget that. It's injectable or nothing. I'm going to make it as clear as that, Steve. Back to you. All right. So listen, at the bottom line is we talked about it on the previous podcast with TB500. But again, same thing with BPC, Mobster. Same thing. Healing. Um, now, uh, BPC, I don't remember um, the endurance benefits of BPC. But I'm sure they're there. It would make sense they'd be there. But I just don't re recall it. TB500, I remember... Had a lot, I had a lot more endurance benefits from TB500 than I did BPC, but it may just be a coincidence because when I was using TB500, I was doing a lot of more cardio. So maybe I was just noticing it more, or maybe my body was just reacting better to it. I don't know. But with BPC, different than TB500, you want to spot inject BPC into as close to an injury as possible. And that will give you the best. Uh, that will give you the best effect. So we're going to talk about the dosing, exactly how to use it in a second. Mobster, you want to jump in? Yeah. Again, Steve and I discussed these pre-shows when we're going to talk about what's going to come on a podcast. So we talked about the idea of site injection with BPC-157 over a TB-500. TB-500 is, to use a word that Steve and I used in the pre-show, systematic, which means it goes into the system and it goes where it's required. It is, as Steve said in that particular podcast, it will travel. BBC, we it, the uh, science says it doesn't need to be site injected, but the stuff we've had in terms of feedback, and I'm talking about UK forums, American forums, as many different forums as you like that have discussed this, Reddit, whatever, whatever way you're listening to this right now, the feedback is again and again and again and again. BBC 157 is best, it works best, if it's site injected. I would argue it this way, Steve. If you injected it, for example, as we said in the TB500 podcast, into the lower part of your stomach, a bit of loose skin around the bottom of your belly, you're just making it that much harder for BPC-157 to get to where it needs to be. With TB500, that doesn't seem to matter. But with BPC, it does. So you'd get some thing out of the uh, systematic injection, whereas a site injection is just... You're cutting out the, the middleman, if you like, guys. You are literally putting it where it needs to be. That doesn't mean you specifically need to inject it, for example, into a damaged tendon, which is really hard when you're injecting, especially with an insulin-type needle, which you use for peptides, Steve. But you need to have it in the area, or in the skin or the flesh of that area, the fatty tissue right nearby, so the it can be uptake, taken up by the capillaries, taken up by your blood, getting into the blood that's serving the area, especially if you've already got an injury, there'd be higher levels of blood, et cetera, et cetera, all that kind of stuff going on because of the injury, because of the inflammation, because of what you've done to yourself, because of reduction of, for example, joint pain and so on and so forth, it will already be inflamed. That means there's more heat. That means there's more blood in that area. And the BBC does its job that much better. And again, uh, the price of peptides has come down in the last few years and the quality of peptides has gone up. 
it's still very expensive for a very, very, very small amount. It's in a microgram size as we get to in the dosaging. So make sure to cut out that middleman and site inject it. By all means, get a buddy or your better half, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, to do the job for you, especially if it's in a, a difficult to get out kind of place or whatever else, Steve. It's 100%. Again, back to you. All right. So let's talk about, you know, some of the other uses that we're going to do in this um, with, with BPC-157. So, you know, bottom line is, look, when you use anabolic steroids, I talked about this a lot. People are under the wrong impression that anabolic steroids heal and they don't. Anabolic steroids will make injuries worse because first off, think about it. You're doing more volume in the gym. You're pushing more weight. You're going heavier. You're doing weight that you would never do before. So obviously it's going to put more pressure on, on your joints, on your connective tissues, on your ligaments and all that stuff. So you're going to open yourself to a better chance of injuries. In fact, a lot of people who use anabolic steroids, they get injured when they're on steroid cycles for that reason, because they're pushing. So we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to stay healthy and just throwing in anti-inflammatories at your body. Maybe you can talk about that, Mopster. Uh, Painkillers, all this stuff. I talked about it on the last podcast, and I'll say it again in case you missed it. Um, probably the dumbest thing I've ever done when it comes to injuries is I had a couple of herniated discs and it was bothering me a lot. So I went and I got cortisone injection into my neck, spent like, I don't know, 1500 bucks on that. You know, the very next day I'm back in the gym doing monkey bars and pull-ups and bench press and militaries. So yeah, I mean, it's just insane. But the thing is, even though I felt better, from the cortisone injection, it numbed that nerve that was causing the pain. I was making my injury worse by going the next day and doing it. So BPC-157 is not all about that. BPC-157 isn't going to dull your pain. It's not a painkiller, but it's actually going to speed up your recovery. Yeah, so guys, let me um, jump in here and talk about inflammation and anti-inflammatories. When you train when you lift heavy, when we hopefully go absolutely crazy in the gym, and especially when we're using anabolics to enhance our ability to train heavy and do more volume and do crazy stuff in the gym, you are, as Steve says previously on another podcast, you are inflaming the body. You are causing a, a response in the body, which, of course, is exactly what we want. We want the body to respond in a certain particular way to grow. We want it to respond in a way by thickening up muscle fibers. Hyperplasia, for example, if you train that particular way uh more the uh, greater uh, volume of blood into the muscle the pump all of these things to stretch the fascia of our skin and make stuff happen the problem also of course is that sometimes we get overtired because we're training more we're lifting heavier weights we're burning more calories we're causing inflammation so not only the inflammation that's going to make our body respond by getting stronger more muscular but equally the kind where we can get injuries to a much higher degree than before so that's number one number two is when we get strains, when we get pains, it's perfectly natural, especially in this day and age, Steve, to reach for uh, the, the, the painkiller medication. And I'm specifically thinking of anti-inflammatories, which perversely, as Steve said in other podcasts, your body's meant to be inflamed and it's meant to respond. So sometimes we're meant to listen to the fact that we've got an injury. Anti-inflammatories, and I'm thinking specifically of products like naproxen and ibuprofen, Steve. 
Um, they come under different trade names, but the long and the short of it is they're anti-inflammatories. Now, the problem here is twofold, again. First is um, an anti-inflammatory, you're kind of masking the pain. You're masking the simple fact that you're meant to be ever so slightly inflamed from training, and you're taking away that discomfort, which, again, enables you, or at least you think it enables you, to go off and train harder and do more crazy shit, while at the same time causing more problems because it becomes twofold and threefold. You're just hammering away, hammering away, hammering away, and not giving your body a break. And the other part, which I mentioned in uh, the previous podcast, Steve, is the anti-inflammatories tend to rip the fuck out of your stomach, especially if you take them on an empty stomach, especially if you exceed the recommended dosages. And these are over-the-counter medications. Naproxen, for example, is a typically prescribed medication, and it's just a stronger version. There are others where you have to take a product, the name of which escapes me, Steve, as we did this podcast, to protect the stomach because the anti-inflammatory is that much more powerful. So, again, guys, taking painkilling medication to mask training pain or a sore elbow or a sore shoulder or a sore knee or whatever else, and then enabling that enables you to then train harder, say, for example, your knee, by squatting more and causing more problems, and at the same time, ripping the fuck out of your stomach is a bad, bad idea. Now and again, when it's absolutely required, but then go off and rest it, rehab it, do stuff like that. How many times again, Steve, have we seen guys asking about this kind of thing and they want to carry on training? They're just pounding, pounding, pounding away on the injury. Steve and I have been guilty of this. We're not saying that, you know, we're not virgins, we're not angels in this regard. We've done stupid stuff in the gym and then pounded on that same goddamn joint, that same goddamn injury, just to make it worse. And we need to listen to our body sometimes. This is where injuries come. But of course, BPC-157 is going to aid our recovery. It's not necessarily going to master brain. There's some additional benefits here, Steve. Talk about the additional benefits that we and you discussed in the pre-show that are above and beyond injury repair that we would normally think of for the, the purpose of going to the gym and training. Yeah. Other stuff as well. Yeah, so and because it's so good at anti-inflammatory, it could work really well for some of you who have gut issues, IBS. IBS, I mean, I've had that my whole life, IBS, and I've been able to control it because I have such a strict diet. Um, so I've been I've been able to live a normal life. But a lot of you out there, I talked to you. Um, it's really, really tough. I, I talked to a client recently, and he said, you know, he, he gave me permission to even talk about it on the podcast. He's a veteran, and he had to give up his military career because of his IBS, his Crohn's issues. So for him, this could be, you know, something that could really, really help him combine with a proper diet to really save his career, his military career, um, so he can serve our country, you know? And obviously we talked about Monster and I, you know, the body repair, basically everything from head to toe, it's going to help you repair. It could, I mean, there's, there's people that have helped them with their nails, like cracked nails. The nails have, have grown uh, better uh, skin, uh, all kinds of things um, when it comes to body repair, not just your ligaments and your joints. So this is a great tool Muscle regeneration, increasing that rate um, where you work out and you're able from soreness to come back quicker from soreness. You're able to come back quicker from uh, wearing down your body. Um, I did a workout. I remember like, what was it, two weeks ago? I did a workout. I was so exhausted. I actually came home and I went to pick up my um, uh, barbecue to move my barbecue. I had no strength left. You know, because I've worn my body out so bad that morning workout. But this is this is one of the things where you come back the next day and you, boom, you'd be ready. You'd be ready again. 
you get that and then wound healing like cuts and scrapes and all kinds of stuff you get your heal up the wounds and then reversing damage from nsa ids um and these you know these obviously as, as mobster talked about they have side effects and um you know i know a guy buddy at the gym i mean i'm always on his case but um after the workout you know what he does mobster he lifts really really heavy and he's yeah. like i can't sleep at night unless i pound the advil and the tylenol and all that no, stuff and i'm like dude no. that's not good for yeah. you man no. instead of, you gotta you gotta back off on the weights listen to your body so cold shower or ice bath or even a cold bath hell even a hot bath or a sauna yes but taking painkillers on top of the stuff you've already done reversing damage caused by painkillers and inflammatories that's what an nsaids it's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. It's the double whammy, Steve. You're hitting something with a hammer, and then you're hitting it with another hammer to make it better. It doesn't make any sense. Guys, you can't. Your body is meant to do some of the things it is meant to do. What we're talking about here, more than anything else, is, is really the, the following. The risk of us getting injured because we're crazy motherfuckers that go to the gym and do crazy stuff, and we in order to force a response in our body, biologically speaking, we have to take it to a place it's uncomfortable. It's meant to be uncomfortable. I don't mean you should be lying there in pain. So there are going to be inflamed elbows and tweaked shoulders and worn out knees and stuff. And stuff Steve said in the TV 500 one is, is when you're younger, your, body, your body's ability to respond to this stress is higher. But at the same time, and it's a simple fact also, Steve, you're weaker. You're not going to be doing thousand pound squats when you're 14. There's only like three people in the world, maybe, that could do that kind of, you know, teenage thousand pound squats. Honestly, it's like, I think it's like one. Uh, and, and the rest of us, whether it's bodybuilding, whatever it is you do in a gym, you, you, in order, the, the simple fact of the matter is no one essentially really is able to fuck themselves up without experience and or greater strength. So what happens is we get older, we get wear and tear, and at the same time, we get stronger, we get more muscular, and the ability for us to damage our bodies actually becomes higher, and at the same time, our ability to re get, respond to that damage, to respond and repair and get over the, the crazy stuff that we're doing in the gym becomes that much harder as we get stronger, as we become more muscular. So the risk of injury, inflammation of the joint, wear and tear of the joint, strain tendons that aren't getting a break, just doing stuff like hyperextension of a joint, athletically speaking, Steve, out on the field, running field, in the in, if you've got teenage wrestlers and so on and so forth, MMA guys, and someone's got their arm around your neck and they're trying to pull your shoulder joint, right, you know, your arm out of your shoulder, they're trying to pull your knee or bust an elbow for you to tap out, the, the injury risks are incredibly high. And so therefore that's where TB500 and BPC 157 come in. That's the reason why we use them. Long as you said, uh, the the hopeful potential uh, repair of the uh, gut lining in the case of IBS and with the gut lining uh, damaged by the anti-inflammatories are that much higher, especially if we're taking those for other reasons or having problems in that particular area. Gut health, for example, Steve, gets worse as you get older typically. So all of those kind of things, there's fighting the crazy stress that we're putting on our body, helping us recover from the crazy things we can do to ourselves. And at some in a way, the anti-aging it has a property for that as well, Steve, purely and simply because our ability to regenerate, our ability to recover, it's just that much slower. I use the analogy, and I'll do it again, in the TB500, 
when you fall over guys and your child and you land on your ass, you cry and your mum pats your butt backside and she gives you a kiss on the forehead and you're fine. If Steve and I fall over and land on their backside now at our age, <laughs> my mum can't reach and my ass would be hurting for a week, Steve. So the ability for us to recover from injuries is that much more difficult. We're that much heavier, that much more muscular. Uh, you know, the pattern on our fannies have got fucking less and just age is going to make a difference. And again, like I said, in terms of going to the gym, you are able to, in, in effect, do more damage because you are stronger and more muscular. And it's, guys, there's, I don't think there's any teenagers out there saying that their shoulders ache, but there's a bunch of 40 plus year old men and women that go to the gym that have got something somewhere that aches or hurts. And this is from doing, whether it's CrossFit or weight training, MMA, whatever. We are trying to do crazy stuff to our bodies. And at some point, we're going to make stuff happen that requires rehab and fixing. And products like CB5 7 to help us is exactly the sort of stuff that we need. If we can fix IBS and improve gut health, that's just a bonus for me, Steve, and you, and for a lot of our listeners. Back to you. Yeah, so, you know, peptides, we got to talk about the, some of the dangers here. Now, um, here's the thing with with BPC one five seven. If you if you run too much of it, if you abuse it, it's going to cause could cause issues um, down the line. It could cause some growths that you don't want in the body, stuff like that. Um, so obviously, don't abuse this stuff. We see side effects with peptides: upset stomach, fatigue, dizziness, headaches. Um, flashes in the body, hot or cold. And a lot of times, you know, these side effects come from the body reacting to getting an excessive amount of any peptide in the body. It's not used to. It's like, what the hell is this? You're putting something in inside us that we, you know, we already have this stuff. Now you're putting way too much. It'd be like protein. It'd be like eating a 40 ounce steak. You put the 40 ounce steak in your body, it's way too much. Your body can't handle it. You're probably going to feel like shit afterwards. You know, your body has to process it. Your body has to digest it. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. And um, it's the same thing with this. So you never want to overdose on peptides. Also, a lot of peptides are being sold out there. They, they're fake. They're something else. So who the hell knows what you're taking? So you want to make sure you come on the forums, ironoverload.io. And find a legitimate source. We have them that sell good quality BPC that's been used, been tried. We know it's good and it's safe to take. Because if you just buy it, you go on Google and you Google BPC 157 for sale. You buy it for some jerk online. He's just going to send you who the hell knows what he's going to send you. So you want to make sure you're not injecting something into your body that's not what you think. So now... Very important with dosing, BBC 157. I strongly recommend injecting it as close to the injury as possible. So whether that means sub-Q, whether it means intramuscular, just get it as close to the injury as possible. So um, if it's something like your elbow, for example, you can use a sub-Q, sub-Q injection. You want to basically go in there. You don't want to inject through a vein or anything, but you want to get it as close to the injury as possible, and that will that will definitely help. So look, the uh, 200 to 300 micrograms per day, and you can take it every day for a month. Then you can start reducing it as you go along as needed. 
You can also take it, you know, at your leisure. If you get an injury come up, then start injecting that injury daily until the injury goes away. So there's different ways to use it. It's not going to be the cheapest peptide out there. Um, and then also I recommend that you look into TB500 with it, which we talked about on the previous episode. So check that one out. But stacking both these together for injuries and for healing, if you've got an injury, you want to do the BPC at the spot, you want to do the TB500, can, you can inject that anywhere. Usually the stomach fat, you just inject it there. And they work really good together. You can also use uh, MK677 Neutral Ball. It's a really good uh, one that you can use um, to help with healing, your human growth hormone, some of the GHRPs out there are really good for healing too, but those do increase appetite. And BPC won't, DB500 won't. So it's a really good option for those of you who don't want to take a GHRP or human growth hormone or any of that stuff that increases appetite or Nutribol. This won't do that. So this is one of the advantages of using this. So yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much sums it up um, in terms of that. Now, how do you mix it? So I'm going to let Mobster explain how to mix it um, you're going to get basically the vial and it's going to be a powder. So what do you do with that powder? So I'll, I'll let Mobster explain it. Let me jump in here for a second ahead of that, Steve, and I will do that as, as well. Now, because BPC-157 is in the gastric juices, that's where it's naturally produced in the body, there's an argument in theory that I'd want to be studied. So in theory, because it's in the gastric juices, there's an argument that the oral version would be okay. Uh, and there are some old versions of the product that, however, it was in theory when this the, with the research that we're using to refer to and produce this uh, podcast for you, I would want to see the science. And there's also an argument to be made here, Steve, that the volume of product that you'd need to take, allowing for the potential for the uh, body to break it down, would need to be high. And it is still relatively expensive. So you'd have to take a load in order to get the same effect as a site-injected version of it, Steve. So, and then let's talk about dosages here. We're talking at two to 300 micrograms per day. How do you do any peptide? And I'll specifically cover this now. Right, peptides are either short or long-chain amino acids, depends on the product, uh, depends on the uh, research chemical that you're using, growth-forming, et cetera, et cetera. They're super fragile um, to heat, to cold, to bright lights and so on and so forth. So for storage purposes, cool, dark, and dry is super important. When it comes to mixing, and this is again true of any of the peptides, you mix it up, you're making it with brachiocytic water, AKA backwater. And it's super, super important, this particular part, do not shake it like a motherfucker. Do not super swirl it. Don't put it into any kind of shaking machine or blender or anything stupid like that in order to properly mix it up. And that sort of theory goes right out the window. They are so fragile, you're going to be breaking it down before you've even injected it. So it's a, you add it to the water. There are occasionally, and you can come onto the forums for this, people will say, how much do I need to mix with this in order to get this amount if they're mixing it all up? That's not unusual, guys, to beat people to mix up the equivalent of two or three injections at the same time and then store it for 48, 60, 72 hours, et cetera, in the fridge. Typically, we don't want you to store, make up loads, so you wouldn't mix up a 10 mil vial and say 30, two or three times, four or five, six, seven times the amount that you would normally use. 
enough for a week. I want you just to mix up enough for a couple of days at the most. I want you to keep it in the fridge when you're using it. I want you to swirl it gently when you're making it. There are instructions, as I said, on the forums. Come on. There are videos on YouTube for this. And again, making sure that you've got the right amount per mil in the bacteriocytic water. Sometimes the maths confuses the guys, and especially when you're looking at micrograms over milligrams. What is a microgram, guys? It is a 200 micrograms is one-fifth of a milligram. And, of course, a milligram is one-fifth of a gram. Sorry, one one thousandth of a gram. Good grief, even I'm doing it, Steve. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny amount. So it, that, the math sometimes confusing, guys, and they will come onto the forums and ask. I believe there's a couple of online calculators a couple of peptide uh, companies have, uh, have on their site to, to, to enable you to work out to get the dosage right. Because it's expensive, relatively speaking, for a very, very small amount, and because you want to make it up in exactly the right way, be feel free to ask for guidance and get assistance via the forums or via these, say, uh, approved sellers that have these peptide calculators on their site. I think I think one specific off the top of my head, um, and they will enable you to mix it up and get it ready and prepared exactly as it needs to be. I'll do the other thing for you, Steve, as well. Now, uh, if as Steve said again, and I'll just reiterate this actually, site injection over a generalized lower stomach, for example, the, um, the argument again is to be made that it might travel, but I would say that the feedback that we've had, and I said this earlier on, is site injection over a generalized injection. So, for example, I, I, when I'm injecting steroids, Steve, I'm going to my quad. When you're using any kind of peptide, typically site would be the lower part of the stomach. Here, as close to, and as Steve said this already, the sites of injury, the site of inflammation, 100%. Uh, and yeah, that's it, guys. Again, make sure that if you're afraid of making a mistake when you're mixing it up, ask. Because again, super sensitive, super fragile. Though it's very easy when you're talking about micrograms to get the dosage wrong. This is not a problem, uh, generally speaking, but okay, I'd rather you get it right and I'd rather you ask than, than make a mistake. Back to you, Steve. Yeah, and so final thoughts on this. Look, it's not a miracle drug here where you just inject it and like magic two days later, you're healed. In most cases, a lot of your injuries, if it gets to the point where you're actually, you want to inject something into the injury, obviously it's something more serious. So in my experience, your best course of action is going to be to combine TB500 and BPC both. And it's going to be a, take a minimum three, four weeks for you to start seeing some some legitimate results so uh you know i'm not going to come in here and like bullshit you and say yeah you're going to take this and you're going to do one injection and you're you're good to go that's not going to be the case with a lot of these injuries so um once we start noticing we're, we're used to pain every day we're used to pain we have a high tolerance for pain we have a high tolerance of being uncomfortable so for us we're not like a normal person who's like gonna complain about every little injury we're used to being sore from a workout. We're used to feeling those those little nicks and acid pain. Exactly. So yeah. if it gets to the point where it's like really like screwing up your workout or screwing up your sleep, then we know it's serious. So, you know, I, and and I know it's gonna upset a lot of people, but rest. You know, it's not gonna kill you to combine these peptides and rest together and take some yes. time off from the gym. It's not the end of the world. The gym's always going to be there. You're going to have more benefits long-term by, by healing that injury and letting it heal. Because every time you go and work out, you set yourself back. 
you know, and that injury will take even longer to heal. So pro athletes, they have off seasons for a reason, you know, and it's so their bodies can heal and rest and repair. So you have to treat your body better than you're treating it if you're ending up with injuries. So it's, it's inevitable. It's eventually going to happen. I, I used to not understand when I was younger, why my favorite pro athletes were retiring, but now I get it. Now I'm in that I'm in my 40s. I get it. Your body gets worn down and your body changes. So you have to take care of it starting from a young age. Don't get into the habit of working out with injuries. So mobster, final thoughts. Take us to the screamer. Great show. Final thoughts, Steve. Nutrition, fish oils, krill oil, joint products, rest and rehab, like see, Steve. Don't be stuck doing the same workout at the same time next week. If you haven't completely recovered from the one before, you've got the rest of your life, guys. Do a 10-day rotation instead of a 7-day rotation. Look at, at rehab outside of the gym, whether that's stretching, whether that's getting massages, whether it's ice baths like pro athletes are doing, whether it's hot baths, whether it's saunas, deep tissue massage. There's a bunch of things you can be doing. You've got massage guns out there. Make sure that you spend, and this is what all the top athletes are doing, strength athletes, bodybuilders, and especially... Uh, NFL, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They spend as much time now or nearly as much time on the rehab and rest and recovery as they do on in the gym stuff. And you're seeing top-level professional bodybuilders. Phil Heath spoke about this recently, Steve. So, guys, think about the repair and recovery from a workout as being as important as the workout itself. And like Steve says, we are crazy motherfuckers. We like to do this shit, but we are pushing our bodies and, and we need to help. TB500 and repair and recovery and good nutrition and stretching and women and all those things to make to, to make sure that our iron game adventure is a lifetime's worth Steve and not get crazy injuries and, and ruin ourselves please note we are not doctors and the opinions are ours it's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic our podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only the freedom of speech and the first amendment applies